Welcome to the Gems of Motherhood. I'm your host, Sharon Khan. I'm here to connect you with some amazing gems of mothers from all walks of life. Each week, you'll hear interviews as well as resources and actionable tips that you can implement in your daily life to be the best gem God has called you to be. Thanks for walking this journey with me today, and don't forget to subscribe to the show. Now let's get into episode 11 with Viviana Fusaro Ramos. And so I would just read to these children as much as I can. You know, the best schools in the world delay academic or the academics until children are six and seven years old mm. and and they really emphasize on learning through play and I truly believe that. Now more than ever parents are thinking about homeschooling. This seems like a hot topic these days. Today Viviana Fusaro Ramos is going to talk to us about the value of homeschooling. Now I met Viviana through my husband almost seven years ago. Both her and her husband are incredibly talented. Viviana has enjoyed participating in theatrical performances and making people laugh since she was a child. She studied at the Actors Studio Drama School in New York City and also has a bachelor's degree in French and Italian from University of Puerto Rico in Rio Piedras. <laughs> she currently teaches children and disciple youth at Christian Community Church, in addition to developing Seeds Homeschool and the Well Center for the Arts. Viviana, welcome to the Gems of Motherhood podcast. It's so good to have you on the show. Oh, it's so good to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. Absolutely. Now, you've homeschooled your children for a while now and even have a school too. Now, can you tell me, first of all, what is homeschool besides the obvious? As I was thinking about this today, I thought homeschooling is the opportunity. I want us to think about the word. It's the opportunity to take ownership of a child's education. It's when a family decides to take on the responsibility of all of the child's education mm. and instead of leaving that in an institution. Now, I say all of a child's education because, in essence, every parent is a home educator. You mm -hmm. have been teaching them all things since before they were even born, you know, we're talking to them, we're putting music on them. Um, so now you're just adding on the other subjects or the other disciplines that you want them to learn, you know, and that cannot, that's not only a, a parent, it could also be an aunt or an uncle, sometimes grandparents get involved or, or even a, a tutor, but it really is bringing it into a different setting that's not the traditional institution or, or government-led institution or private institution. And what's valuable about that, especially as believers, mm -hmm. is that we have the opportunity to train our children 24 hours a day. Mm. So it's really living out you know, the Shema, the Deuteronomy 6, 4, 7, that says these commandments that I give you today are to be upon your hearts. Impress them on your children. Mm. Talk to them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road and when you lie down and when you get up. You know, this is a constant 24-7 um, commandment that, mm -hmm. that we get in the word. And so when, when it is through homeschooling, it truly is an opportunity. And, and I, I remember this because a lot of people say, oh, you're so fanatical about your faith. Like everything has to do with God. But I read that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we are called to have the Lord in every area of our life and to right. be talking about the Lord with our children in 
all the time, all the time. And through everything, through science, through history, through math. Yes, even through math. (laughs) That may be because you're, you're frustrated with math and you're teaching your children how to rely on the spirit when something is hard. You know, it's not because, uh, you know, something uh, beautiful and inspirational about Mm -hmm. math necessarily, but, but yeah, I mean, it really is an opportunity to live out your faith with your children and to teach them that our whole life is meant to be lived out before God. Mm, I love that. I love what you said about it being an opportunity, which is so true. You know, well, why did you choose to homeschool your children? And how did you even begin to homeschool? Yeah, you know, the when Jesus said, there's a time and he tells his disciples, you did not choose me, but I chose you and I appointed mm. you to bear much fruit. That's kind of how I feel about homeschooling. I was not, I didn't start homeschooling because I had a conviction to homeschool. I had never planned on homeschooling. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anyone who had homeschooled their children, but God engineered my circumstances as, uh, as he does many times um, <laughs> to show us the way that we should go. So I say that homeschooling fell on my lap. My husband and I were called to Puerto Rico um, as missionaries. Um, and my husband worked in a school and I was home with my little ones. And I had taught preschool as a theater teacher. Mm -hmm. And so I knew a little bit about teaching young children and I love education, but that's not what qualifies me to homeschool my children. You know, what qualifies me is that God gives me the strength to do it. But in my case, I had done preschool. So I said, okay, well, I'll go through this. You know, I'll do it. You know, it's, it's how, how hard can it be? And every year we just looked at it and said, okay, this is working for our family. You know, it didn't make sense for me to go get a full-time job to pray in Puerto Rico to pay for a private education that I didn't even felt passionate about. There was no school here that I Mm -hmm. loved that was worth me going out to try to pay for when I could do something at home that was worked better for our family. Mm -hmm. Um, And I said, well, I don't know how long I'll do that. People always ask you, are you going to do it till high school? I didn't know if I was going (laughs) to do it till high school. I was taking it one year at a time, you know, and every year we, we just decided, all right, let's keep going. And I've, oh, I've never taught a child to read. I'm going through kindergarten and first grade. (laughs) Every year the Lord, the Lord was faithful, you know, and he's Mm -hmm. given me everything that I need. I say every year I go back to school. So for me this year, I'm going back to fifth grade because my oldest are um, fifth graders. So Mm -hmm. I go back to school every year and God gives me the strength. Now that I've done it for seven years, um, I honestly, I'm totally hooked and I'm convinced (laughs) that it is the best option for our family. And if the Lord gives me strength, you know, I I will, would love to homeschool my kids through high school. So then you also said, how do you even begin to homeschool? And I will just say, pray. In Luke 14, 28, Jesus says, suppose that one of you wants to build a tower. Will he not first sit down and estimate the cost to see if he has enough money to complete it? No, I will say, ask God to give you a vision for your homeschooling. Mm. Why are you homeschooling? Now for you maybe, oh, because, because the current system, what's happening, you know, I can't imagine sending my kids back or I'm not pleased with what my school is offering. So I'm just going to take ownership of that. It's an opportunity. Right. But even if it is for a year, why are you doing it? 
you know, and what is the goal of the education? What, what do you want your children to be as, as people, not, not in their professions, but what do you desire, you and your spouse desire for your children when they leave your home? You know, and that even helps you in the moment if you're going to choose a school or mm-hmm. if you're going to go back to a regular school, if that is what your family decides, you're going to choose according to that vision that God has given you for your particular child. And you need to do this first because, Sharon, there are so many options out there. And right. If you don't, and if you don't sit down and say, what is important for us? What are the values that are important to our family? You know, it's going to be hard for you to choose what curriculum you're going to do or what materials are you going to use. And God will be faithful to give you a vision for your children and for your homeschool. And that becomes your filter. Then Mm -hmm. you add any kind of other programming or activities or sports because you're planning with the end in mind. As educators, we said that's like, a design that you you know what the end is and then you you do backwards planning you say well in order to get to that point what do i need to do for for uh for the child to learn that but right. you need to always have the end in mind um in order to plan um you know wisely and even though it may get tweaked through the years it gives you a firm foundation. Um, You need to find out what the requirements of your state are because they vary from state to state. Uh, Homeschool Legal Defense Association is a wonderful resource that will give you information of of your state. And then you enlist your team. You find your support. You know, who's going to help? Is it a grandparent? Is your spouse going to be involved? Mm -hmm. Are there support groups out there that you can get involved in? And that will really help you kind of start your journey. Awesome. Now, you know, What is the difference between homeschooling versus private school versus public school besides the cost of it? Besides the cost, you know, homeschooling is not an institution. You know, the Mm -hmm. family is an institution, but it's not necessarily education is not confined to a particular building or place. Uh, Usually it's at home and there are less students. It's a parent or a family member or a tutor who is, takes uh, the ownership of this, of this education. You can decide what curriculum you're going to do mm-hmm. and what teacher, who's going to be the teacher. You know, you can't really do that in a, in a school. Um, and you have greater flexibility, again, depending on your state. But when you homeschool, you can manage your calendar. You can manage um, what subjects your child learns when. Um, and so, so so there's greater flexibility in that. Obviously, the private institute, private school is an institution, and it, that could be either Christian or secular, just like homeschooling, because you right. can homeschool with a secular worldview. Um, and then there's a cost to it versus the public education, which, as we know, um, is funded by the mm-hmm. by the state and managed by the state. Um, but it definitely has more of a, a it is a humanistic worldview, and you know, and you have less flexibility because that is what. You, you can't control necessarily what your children are learning in the school. Right, obviously. Now, what are your thoughts on virtual teaching? I mean, it seems like many schools are headed towards this, that direction. And um, there are a lot of uh, private classes that are also offering virtual teaching. Do you consider that as homeschooling? 
Mm. Well, that was a big, the big topic, right? Um, I would tell my friends that we're, we're doing that at home. I said, don't get discouraged. That's not homeschooling. Uh, the virtual uh, teaching or trying to keep up with whatever the, the requirements were in the classroom um, with a particular teacher that it was now passed on to your home. That, that is not homeschooling. Again, you have greater flexibility when you are the parent, when you own the curriculum and what those choices are. Mm. Um, now that may work for some people because they they work full time and they need somebody to already have the curriculum and so the virtual learning option is the best option for them mm-hmm. but i personally my my soapbox and my heart is always that that technology be moved toward a different a, a later stage in a child's development so those right. early years and those four years you stay away from technology as much as possible so for me it was so hard to have to go and become a virtual teacher when our um, homeschool supplemental program which we which we do twice a week here in Puerto Rico we had to move that it was hard for me to to teach virtually but again I realized that this is the vehicle for this time and so I had to embrace it so for parents that are in the same boat you know I would just say try to intentionally balance Mm. there's going to be some screen time you know give your kids a break from that um, or you know get some outdoor time or you know try to find those breaks in between and there's so many classes as well, supplemental classes. You know, don't don't overload right. your kids with technology. You know, do what is what is necessary if if you choose to stay on the virtual platform. Um, but if not, I, I also encourage a lot of people that to take a break from from their school for this year because it may end up being less stress for you as a in your family to be able to choose your own curriculum and not have to do it virtually, uh, just for the time being, and then return to to the school if that is your choice um, at the end of the school year. Mm, that's very interesting when you said take a break for the year. Wouldn't that make our children fall back? I, I know that's what a lot of people think. You know, that's really a misconception because kids don't necessarily fall back when they homeschool. You know, the, the mm-hmm. requirements that of every, those are online. You can see what the, what the standards are, what are things that are required by the state. And oftentimes our children get the opportunity to really deepen their understanding and their learning because they have that one-on-one time with you. Mm -hmm. They get to really ask questions. And so when it's time to come back to the school, I, I personally believe that that will not be an issue. I also think that schools are going to be very forgiving and are going to be desirous of having the kids back in the classroom so I don't think the schools are going to start making it difficult for parents if they want the kids to go back in school to say, oh, no, your, your child is behind or, oh, no, your child can come back. I, I don't believe that that's going to be the case um, when that time comes. Right. Now, I mean, how would you homeschool young children um, who are the ages from two to five? Oh, well, that is, this is the funnest time. I mean, it, this is just the time that I wish I was doing forever and ever. <laughs> Because it is such a, uh, a just a joyous time to really relish your kids making discoveries with the world around them. You know, they may read a book somewhere and you don't really know what they're talking about because you weren't there. But when you're there with them all the time, you get to really help them make those connections uh, between what they see in nature, what they read in a book. Um, and so I would just read to these children as much as I can. You know, the best schools in the world delay 
academic or the academics until children are six and seven years old mm. and and they really emphasize on learning through play and I truly believe that you know my kids just took off and read when when it was time and and they were all in there were six they were seven I didn't have to force them because right. they were just ready so we took our time to really enjoy and to lay a firm foundation you know like I said read out loud as much as you can mm-hmm. start in the in the word you want to create that culture of learning, that culture of virtue that we can really um, just just take from the word of God and, and just relish in our family, in our conversations with them. I would spend as much time as outside as I can. You know, I know that's hard. Yeah. These days. You maybe have a little park or you have a little balcony, <laughs> you know, that you can take. And um, I would start with a few days a week too. Moms, you need to balance your, you know, taking care of the home. Maybe you work from home. Um, and also now you're at child's education. So doing a few days a week, it's like a diet. You can't do it all at once or you're going to crash. You have to do right. it slow steps, right? <laughs> so when my kids were young, we did two days a week. Then we added three days a week. And it wasn't until they were first graders that I was doing five days a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was because I also had little ones in tow. I had a littler one. And so I couldn't have her wait for me to be working with the other ones. And, and so you have to balance that out as a family. What works for, uh, for your family? Um, tackle the different subjects, taking the necessary breaks um, as well. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't put too many academics in those early years. Just learn through play and have fun just marveling at God's creation. Mm, love that. Now, are there some resources that you would suggest on to parents to, to homeschool? Well, the Homeschool Legal Defense Association is a good place to start for all the legal stuff. But um, I would really enjoy the Read Aloud Revival. I love books from Sarah McKenzie and Sally Clarkson. I really respect and admire mm-hmm. them. Um, mm-hmm. That you can do. Their blogs are wonderful as well. You can get a lot of ideas mm-hmm. from them. Um, I, I use my father's world curriculum. I've used Sunlight um, just because those are two very literature-rich curriculums. Mm-hmm. And um, that is that is partly why I chose them because they align with my vision. Right. right? Use the materials that go with the vision that, that you want for your family. So right. those are those are some of the resources I use that I recommend. Awesome. Those are great. How do you suggest for parents to create a space to homeschool their children. I mean, how big of a space do we need? You truly don't need such a big space, but it is important that you have a designated space. Mm -hmm. Now, I know people that do it all throughout their homes because truly we learn all the time, inside, outside. But for me, I I think it is special to have a place that you meet with your children when you gather with them. And in those early years, you have like that circle time, Um, but it can change with time. You know, there was a time where I was downstairs because I had the little baby and I had to be just aware of all of them. There's a time where I was in this tiny hallway. So it's not really so important. And now I have a big room. I have a whole um, school. uh, I mean, a whole classroom. One of our bedrooms became uh, a classroom here. But um, more of which space you use, I would think, what kind of space do I want to create? So Mm -hmm. I would suggest that it's inviting, that there's some natural light. Right. 
when your materials are accessible and clear, like maybe clear canisters, have a carpet, a comfy chair or a sofa where you can read with your kids. And mm -hmm. of course, you're going to need a table and some chairs that are the size that is appropriate for your children. Um, if, if the dining space is what's available for you, because I know many people who use their dining room table, um, then you want to set up a bookshelf or a little cart that mm -hmm. has everything that you need that you can move back and forth or some baskets that are close enough, close enough and that you can um, just take what you need and set it up and then clear it up um, as well. So just make it special, whatever that is, mm -hmm. make it a designated um, space and a special place for you to meet with your kids. That's nice. Um, I think it helps them to focus too and to know yeah. that this is the place, this is where school begins. Um, mm -hmm. It kind of sets that uh, routine. And speaking about that, what are some daily routines and habits should parents practice? I'm glad you asked that because it also starts with us. I mean, this mm -hmm. is going to be a challenge. Right. This is going to challenge you because it's going to make you be more disciplined. And like the word says, no discipline seems good at the moment, but mm -hmm. it, it, yields, it yields a fruit. Okay. So I suggest waking up before your kids do and mm -hmm. get ready get ready yourself. I mean, it doesn't have to be full makeup and dress. Maybe it's just putting on your workout gear, whatever it is, but you know, get out of your pajamas, make yourself that you're ready for the day. I know that when you have babies, it's very hard. So again, this is going to be different in the different stages that you're in and also be in the word, even if it's two minutes, even mm -hmm. if it's just a small prayer. Remember, this is a marathon. We're not sprinting here. We are. This is a daily, you know, laying down of your life to serve your little ones right. um, and to be with them all the time. You have to we constantly be in prayer, asking God to help you. Um, and when I say be in the word, it may just be that the Bible study you do with your children is your Bible study for the day. And mm -hmm. that is perfectly fine. I have been humbled by reading Noah's Ark with my kids when they were three <laughs> and just bawling my face off because God was speaking to me in that moment about him shutting the door of the ark. And I was just like, ah, the Lord shut the door. My kids just look at me like, why is she crying? <laughs> because he was showing me something. So he will speak to you, even if it's in the devotion with your kids. That's why it's good to keep that first thing in the day. Yeah. Be in the word and in worship with your kids because it really gets your heart ready for, for what the day is going to bring. Right. And again, the days there are days that are hard and it's not going to be perfect and it's going to look ugly and you're going to say, all right, tomorrow's a new day. But we set a realistic standard that works for us and we shoot for it. Right. Again, it's important to have an end in mind. I mean, this is what my day ideally looks like. I'm not going to... It's not going to ruin my life if we don't do it. You know, I can't be a slave to it, but I have something where I'm shooting for. I have something that I desire and mm -hmm. I work towards it. If it works today, good. If not, I'll try again tomorrow. Get back on the, on the wagon, mm. um, but have it, you know, yeah. it helps them. It helps the kids thrive as well right. because kill, ch children thrive on routine and it is important for them to know what is expected of them. You know, God is a God of order. Right. Um, and that, and that is not a bad thing. We see the law and we see uh, order like, Oh, it's crippling. Oh, it's limiting, but it really isn't. You know, when we embrace that, the, that 
God prescribed order, then we realize that there is freedom within the order and then we can be flexible, but you need to get into a rhythm before you can start changing things around. Um, that's why it's important to, to really get into a routine in your days that is predictable and it gives your kids a sense of security. Right. That's so, that's so, that's so true. Um, you know, I mean, when we were talking about creating a space and talking about routine and habits for those younger children who have short attention span, what if on a certain day they can go for a half hour and then on another day they can only go for five minutes? What do you do? Do you force them to sit? Do you take a break? Do you just cancel the whole class and start the next day? What do you do? Oh, that's awesome. I'm glad, I'm glad you asked that because, you know, and, and this is one, uh, something that I'm going to mention in a little bit, but you have to remember that you're teaching a child. Mm-hmm. You're not teaching a curriculum. Your child is always more important than the curriculum. Mm-hmm. You know how far your kid can go. You right. know if they had a hard night and they can only take five minutes of this or if only to take 15 minutes of that. You know, I, my, my daughter struggled with writing and mm-hmm. my son didn't. And I knew what I could expect of her. God is going to give you wisdom and, and know when it's not manipulation, when it's truly that they can't. But that's why it's important for you to be kind of ahead of the game because then you can modify and say, all right, we're not going to do this now. This is, this is, what we're, this is how we're going to change it. Um, and so when you think about routine, you don't, I use the word slave because, you know, as, as moms, sometimes we set ourselves and we want to just do it this certain way and we need to be flexible. Right. If you have an order. So some people prefer a schedule with hours, like this minute to this minute. But if you think about it as a routine, I mean, at least that's what works for me. We do this and then we do this and then we do that. So depending on my, my kid's mood in a certain day, I say, oh boy, we need snack now. Mm-hmm. We need the snack. We can't <laughs> wait until 1045 for the snack. My child needs a snack today at this time. And so then you say, okay, so we stop now, we do the snack, and then we move on. The, their sense of time of how long something takes is, is, not, is not ours. But an order, we do this, then we do that, then we do that. Yeah, that they can hold on to. So if you took less because you realized they couldn't stand more, and then the next day they can, that's not going to mess them up because you're right. going to keep the, the order of events as opposed to being strict with the amount of time you're going to mm-hmm. spend on it. Mm, that's really good. Now, what are some actionable tips which you suggest to parents to organize their days? Well, get a good planner. <laughs> I'm, I'm old school. So yeah. I mean, if, I, if I, I can't do it in a computer or a phone, I really need to kind of touch the pages and erase and write with a pencil. Um, but whatever planner works for you, get in the habit of looking at your whole month. You know, when are you going to take breaks? When is grandma visiting? When um, do we have that big convention? Whatever it may be. And then on Sunday nights, you're going to check the whole week. You know, look at it. It doesn't take a long time. Scan your week and then tweak. That's why the routine is important because then you say, okay, now that I have a routine, then I can modify. And then I wanted to do that Thursday, but Thursday's not going to work because daddy's out of town. And so Mm -hmm. let's do that on Wednesday. And then Thursday, we're not going to do school this week. We're going to move it to Wednesday. And that's perfectly fine because you have that flexibility. So get in the habit of looking at the month and looking at the week. And of course, every day is a new day because you may plan it and your child wakes up sick and you have to change it. Right. We can't, we have to hold loosely to our plans, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't make plans. We should plan, but then Hold loosely and ask God to help you lead, help lead you through every day. I wouldn't, you don't need to spend 45 minutes per subject. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
you can go through it. I mean, I, I love Charlotte Mason. I didn't mention her before. She's an amazing um, educational philosopher. She's a Christian. She, she passed away. And she is, she always speaks about doing your best work in a small amount of time. So we don't need to have a lot of time to teach our kids. You can teach them multiple subjects for a few minutes a day. Right. Or you can teach a few subjects one day and a few subjects another day. It's not, again, you have the flexibility. You don't need to do seven subjects every day like a traditional classroom. You have the flexibility to do that. Um, so that is something that I would really suggest for parents to do to organize their days because you're going to start with what is most important and then you're going to just kind of plan accordingly of what your week and your, your days look like and what needs to go and what needs to stay. Great. Now, I'm sure you may have done one or two mistakes or maybe not, but <laughs> if you have, I would love it if you can share five mistakes you've made over the years. Uh, well, nobody loves to look at their mistakes, right? <laughs> but we, if we learn from them, that is a good thing. So I guess um, when I was thinking about this, you know, Number one, comparing myself to other people mm-hmm. or comparing myself to another homeschool um, or to another teacher. Mm-hmm. You know, you, we've all gone down the Pinterest spiral of, of things to do and, and all of the different choices. And yeah. what if I'm making the wrong choice and I'm not giving my kids the best? Um, you know, we have to just stop comparing ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've also... <laughs> wanted to stay in the past with a traditional calendar. Maybe, you know, um, my husband used to teach uh, regularly at a school. So I would what, try to do everything according to the breaks of a traditional classroom. So it just mm-hmm. embrace the freedom. You mm-hmm. don't need to do school from September to June. You know, you can move your, your weeks and your vacations around. And that's what we do now. We try to do year round homeschooling. We do a few weeks on a few weeks off right. and, um, and, and we do what works for our family. I mentioned this a little bit before, before, but I think I've forgotten sometimes there are moments where I forget that there's a person in front of me <laughs> and, and it's not the content that's important. It's my child. Mm. It's, it's their heart. Um, and so those moments that we get frustrated because it's not working or because they're having a hard time or they're giving you a little bit of attitude. And honestly, I, you know, my kids are, are really great and, 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 homeschooling has, has worked really well with them, but there are days where they're just tired or, right. you know, where there's some heart issues, some sin issues, you know, some power struggles. And I forget, you know, I've forgotten that, that, that it's the heart that matters. It's not the math. It's not Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. writing in that moment and to kind of drop it and just address what the heart issue is there. I've also been hard on myself. You know, I think we need to be a little bit more gracious with ourselves, Mm -hmm. with our kids. um, And, you know, I, I make like a mental scan of my day at the end of the day. And I say, oh, I should have done this and I should have done that. And maybe, oh, maybe that didn't work. And, you know, just kind of rest and trust more and not be so hard on myself. And finally, I would say sometimes you get antsy. Sometimes I get antsy and I want to change something that's not working in terms of curriculum. Like, oh, right. I don't know. I don't know if they like that book and maybe I should change that book. But I've learned that any curriculum done well, Mm-hmm. Will, yield, will yield fruit. Mm-hmm. And the changing of too many things is really in the end, not good for your child. So sticking with it. And I've actually been surprised. There's been novels that I've started and I've said, Oh my goodness, this is, I don't know why they recommend this book. And then I finished with it. And I said, <laughs> Oh, I'm so glad we read it. Um, 
So I guess I've learned to stick with something. My husband helps me with this when I get antsy. And he yeah. says, remember, remember to just stick with what you've already chosen and why you've chosen it. Go back mm. to the reason you chose it. Love why? That. And that's why the vision is, is also important because you go back and you say, yeah, this other thing looks really great, but what do I actually have? And just to be faithful with what you have will always yield results. Right. Now, how would you encourage moms who are overwhelmed right now between work and homeschooling? Because there are a lot of, you know, families who have transitioned to homeschooling, especially with what's going on these days. Well, I would encourage all these families to keep it simple, that less is more, Mm. Um, especially when you have multiple children. You want to teach as many subjects together as you can. Mm-hmm. And then the things that are really age-specific, like your math or your language arts, um, then do that separately. But you can teach many, many subjects together as a family, mm-hmm. and that will really help the flow of your day. You know, I w- it's important for us to consider what our kids' learning styles are, right. um, because not all kids fit with a certain mold, and you may need to modify according to that. You know, just as when we get married, we become a student of our spouses. You yeah. are becoming a student of your child. Mm-hmm. You're going to learn more about your child, but you know what? God has equipped you. Nobody knows your child more than right. you do, and you'll be surprised. You'll be surprised that um, your instincts will will ring true in this in this time. But think about yourself too as a teacher. You know what in inspires you and integrate that into your homeschool. Hmm. You know, if you like to be out in nature, then make time and make that part of your homeschool. Maybe you are a very sociable person. And again, I know that this is hard now considering um, all the social distancing, but, uh, but, but try to schedule times with friends and play dates, maybe outside, you know, whatever works or music or art or sports, because that is going to help you. It's going to bring joy into your homeschool as well, because you're connecting with the things that really kind of also inspire you and you can transmit that, you know, we are life givers as mothers. And Mm so we are our commission to impart the life of God that is in us to our children. And so that may look different for you than for another homeschooling mom. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Evaluate all the options and possibilities and also team up with another mom. Mm -hmm. You know, it may be possible for you to teach um, with another mom and, and, and maybe half of the time that they're do it, you know, it could be a neighbor or a good friend of yours, somebody that, that you feel peace about a partnering up in this time that you have a common um, philosophy of education, but you know, get your tribe, surround yourself with the people that are going to help you in this journey um, and are going to help you laugh. I have some amazing woman friends that we just sit back, watch our kids play and have a cup of coffee and we just laugh together and encourage one another. Um, don't, don't forget to make time for that. Right. Yeah, that's so good. You know, um, I mean, you know, in addition to that, what are some actionable tips which you suggest for moms to take the step of faith to homeschool their children? Well, mamas, remember that God is on your side. <laughs> and as I said, he has equipped you for such a time as this. Amen. And as, as much as you may not believe it, like I said, no one is more equipped to teach your children. And with God's callings come his enablings. God will be faithful. He will provide everything that you need and including the support, like I mentioned, plan with the end in mind and enjoy 
Accept that you're going to make mistakes. Accept it. You just have to do it. Sometimes I just have to say, yes, maybe my kids would be getting a better education somewhere else. Maybe that school is better or that. Accept it. it embrace it. But this is part of God's plan. Mm-hmm. Because if we if we just spend our life thinking of all the endless possibilities, we are going to just rob ourselves of the joy of just being with our children that time. So just accept it. Embrace it. And and girl, God's got you. I mean, you are going to be all right. (laughs) That's right. If God has called you for it, he will equip you, right? Amen. Amen. Totally. Yeah. Now we're almost at the end of the show, but is there anything else you would like to share with other gems of mothers out there? Well, if you are embarking on this journey, I do want to say congratulations. Now, why do I say that? Because I know a lot of people want to say like, oh, ooh, you're going to homeschool. Oh. You know, like people say, oh, you're getting married. Oh, your freedom is done. Or, oh, the kids come. Forget the honeymoon. You know, people want to be like very negative about stuff. You know, it's like, oh, you're very happy now because you're just dating. Wait till you get married. That's when the troubles start. But people start to say that and are negative about right. stuff. And I just want to be I want to just encourage you. And I want to say congratulations. This is a good thing. It is a blessing. It is an opportunity, like I said at the beginning. So enjoy your time with your children. Keep eternity in view and take every opportunity, even in your own brokenness and inability. Okay? Even in your own brokenness and inability, you can point your children to our gracious Lord Jesus. So don't be afraid to make mistakes. He is with you and and just ask him to be glorified in and through your home in this season or for however long it may be that you will do this. Amen. I love that where we can get to congratulate our mama to just be able to spend that time uh, with the children because who knows when this next time will come. Just need to see everything in a positive light and that this is the opportunity, like you said, that God has given uh, parents and families to be able to homeschool their children, to be a blessing, to be a better model for them. Um, So Viviana, I just want to thank you so much for all the gem nuggets that you were able to share with us. It was just truly a blessing. So, so good to be here. I love you very much. So thanks so much for having me. Yes. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Gems of Motherhood podcast. If you're wanting to connect with more amazing gems of mothers and more resources, head over to gemsofmotherhood.com where you can subscribe to the show. That's where you'll find show notes with actionable tips and any links mentioned by our guests. Most importantly, I hope you will find inspiration and learn to cultivate your own journey. You You are loved. You're an incredible gem to God. He knows you intimately. He knows what you're going through and he knows what you need. Remember, you are fearfully and wonderfully made in him. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode.